This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. And we are back. So uh, we're going to shift gears a little bit. I know we've done a lot of talking about gang violence in Chicago and about the climate summit. Uh, but now we're going to bring it back to a national issue here domestically in the United States. And we're going to talk about this white woman whose name is Abigail Fisher, who's spoiled. OK, maybe she's not spoiled, but she is a woman who did not get into the University of Texas at Austin uh, in 2008. They rejected her application because she did not meet their criteria um, because she just wasn't smart enough to go there. And now she's 25 years old and she's actually a financial analyst and she graduated from the Louisiana State University, but she's still suing. Um, and that is because, as I mentioned, seven years ago, she was denied admission to the State University in Austin, and she sued back then, and she claimed that she was denied admission because of the way the university's affirmative action program was administered. And basically, she claimed that she didn't get in because she was white. Um, and... Yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, come, shake on. Her head over come on now. So now the school claims that she just didn't meet their criteria. But even now, even after she has gone to college elsewhere and finished, her and her lawyers are still trying to gain a victory. Uh, and the University of Texas's attorneys are still trying to get the th- case thrown out. Why? Well, why is because the stakes here are huge. Uh, SCOTUS's decision could go so far as to make it unconstitutional for public universities and college to take race into account at all. So basically, they could, this case could kill affirmative action all over the country. Um, or they can they could bar those institutions from considering minority students' educational talents or lack thereof as admission factors. Um, this case was heard on Wednesday, December 9th. Uh, the justices heard the dispute. The main issue is whether university, the University of Texas, used race in an unconstitutional way when they picked their freshman class in 2008. And if so, was Fisher kept out of that class based on the fact that she was white? As I said, Fisher believes that she was excluded solely because she was white based on what she views as a flawed race-based admissions policy of the University of Texas. The the university says that her scores were not high enough and that she was not eligible for an automatic placement in the class, and there was no way she would have been admitted even if she was not white. Now, the court has actually tried to stay out of who's right and who's wrong. Instead, the court is just looking generally at Texas admission policy itself uh, and as if neither of these views matter. Um, Now, some of the justices actually hold a deep-seated skepticism about race having an influence in public policy making. The number one person on this is actually Justice Thomas, uh, who is the only member of the Supreme Court who is African-American. And basically his thing is that we shouldn't have affirmative action because we shouldn't discriminate or we shouldn't make any qualifications based on race. And he says essentially that equality means true equality. It means that, you know, We shouldn't give people a bump or a boost based on historical underpinnings of institutionalized racism. We should say, hey, you want to get into the school? You want to be treated equally to white people? Then, you know, you have to compete and you have to get in based on your merits. And whoever's the smartest person, whether they're white or they're black, they should get in. And that's Clarence Thomas's view. That's not my view. I'm just putting it out there. He actually um, thinks that affirmative action should go away. Uh, So let's take it a step back. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit, that's the lower court in this case, they have actually twice upheld Texas's admission policy. Each time they have ruled that the program makes only limited use of race and it serves the university's interest in a racially and culturally diverse student body in a ways that obeys the Constitution. But Abigail Fisher claims that the lower court is disobeying the Supreme Court's 2013 order to reconsider the Texas policy using a stricter standard. 
Um, so what she's saying is that the court is not looking at it based on the stricter standard. The court's looking at it at the old standard. Um, the Supreme Court's decision in 2013 did not make it uh, make race go away for affirmative action, but it did make it somewhat harder for a university to justify its use of race. And it suggests that there has to be a search for a more widely acceptable middle ground when it comes to taking race into effect. Uh, as part of admissions. So to better understand this, you have to understand University of Texas, but uh, what they had before 2004. So actually before 2003. So before 2003, uh, the stu- the school had a racial diversity policy based on what was called the 10% law. Any student who finished in the top 10% of the graduating class in the Texas high school was eligible for automatic entry at the institution. But in 2003, there was another case that went to the Supreme Court. It was called Grutter versus Bollinger. It was another case that challenged affirmative action. And in 2003, the Supreme Court issued a majority ruling that said that the partial use of race was okay in college style admissions. And they set up this thing called the Grutter policy. Um, They basically said that universities could use, quote unquote, holistic plans to that race could not be a divisive factor, but it could be one element in examining all the contributions that an individual freshman applicant was bringing to the table. Abigail Fisher was not in the top 10% of her graduating class, so she paid her $100 admission fee, and she sought entry under the Grutter-like plan that took race into account holistically, and she did not get admitted. Uh, She then went on to claim that the plan violates the Constitution's Equal Protection Clause. Uh, On the other hand, the university argues that the plan helps achieve broad form of cultural diversity that the percentage plan could not achieve. So... Uh, what's at stake here? Uh, Fisher's legal papers obviously argued that the use of race in admissions must be a last resort, not the rule. And according to Fisher, if a university wants to take use of race, they have to meet that strict standard that the court laid out. They have to first spell out why they clearly think that they have a compelling interest in their goals. Two, they have to justify the use of race at the time that they adopt their policy. And three, they actually have to provide evidence to prove that using race will achieve the goal that they want to achieve for diversity. Uh, Fisher contends that the University of Texas did not meet that strict standard. And that's why it is unconstitutional. So what ha- the university obviously says they do meet that strict standard. Uh, what happens next? So there's only eight justices deciding this case. There's not nine like usual. Uh, that's because Elena Kagan had to recuse herself because she worked on this case when she was a lawyer for the government. Uh, Justice Anton Scalia made some crazy comments um, about race and what's known as the mismatch theory. I don't have time to get on to that now, uh, but definitely look into the mismatch theory if you're interested in this. Essentially what he said is that African-American students who get into uh, higher level schools based on affirmative action, they don't do as well. They struggle because if they would have gone to a less advanced school, they would have done better. That's the whole mismatch theory that I don't have time to get into. What it comes down to is there's going to be three things that are going to happen. Either A, the Supreme Court's going to kill affirmative action outright nationwide. They're going to say it's an experiment. It didn't work. It can't work. It discriminates against people based on race. It violates the Equal Protection Clause and it's done, done, done and that's it. Two, it could kill affirmative action just at Texas University. It can say affirmative action on its face is constitutional, but the way Texas was doing it was unconstitutional. Then they would have to send this case back down um, to the lower court to, you know, or they would have to tell Texas, change your policy, and then we'll relook at this new policy to see if it meets the constitutionality of affirmative action. Or three, they can actually send this court case back down. What you, Another side note that you should know, and I know I'm running out of time, uh, which is this case never went to trial. It was actually decided on what's called summary judgment, which means it's decided on the lawyer's papers alone. And so the third thing that the Supreme Court could do is say, you know what, if the university says they have more evidence that their policy met these three standards and therefore was constitutional, let's 
send it back down to the lower court. Let's actually have a trial in front of a jury. Let them present the evidence. We'll see what the jury says, and then we'll go from there. So that's what can happen. Um, there's three justices, probably four, who would strike down affirmative action altogether. Scalia, Thomas, Alito, and maybe Roberts. There's three justices, um, Ginsburg, Breyer, and Sotomayor, uh, that would uphold affirmative action. And then you have Justice Kennedy, again, sort of in the middle because you don't have Elena Kagan. Um, and so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in June. Obviously, we'll keep you updated. And when there's a ruling, we will either announce it during a news roundup or we will have an entire segment on it, depending on what it is. On that note, I know we have to go to break. I'm going to throw it over to Selena to close yes. out the show. A break for the whole week. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Happy Sunday again. Continue to enjoy. Continue to inform, educate, and empower. Oh, that's what we do here on the Let Your Voice Be Heard. And we appreciate you for supporting us. Check us out at lyvbh.com. Well, see you next week. WHCR 90.3 FM New York. Check out my chip, one body go